whole night through. Good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning, good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Kuralt, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Sadbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Hank Kaiser. Uh, yo, well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Lightman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us this this is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Garden Report. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Someone told me it's all happening at the zoo. I do believe it. I do believe it's Oh, true. yeah. Yeah, we're going to the zoo. So, uh, Rufus, you want to go to the zoo? Well, we, we have one in Raleigh called the legislature. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to discuss that, but... Uh, <laughs> I thought that's where that's, we were today. That's always <laughs> been, yeah, it's, it's kind of always been a zoo zoo in uh in raleigh uh the home, home of they're, government they're friendly animals yeah yeah friendly, yeah friendly yeah it's it's you know with thankful to have our our people that would take time to to uh pass laws and and uh and be in raleigh for so long at at such low pay so um yeah but that's not where we're talking about now we're talking about sending some people what do we have three tickets we'll give them away as as three a three pack i'm not sure why it's not a four pack but we got uh Three tickets to the North Carolina Zoo in Asheboro. 
So that would be, boy, that's a crowded place. But I think they'll let you in. Uh, they'll squeeze you in. Uh, we'll, we'll take the uh, ninth caller at uh, 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF for three tickets to uh, the North Carolina Zoo in Asheboro. You're uh, listening to The Weekend Gardener on WPTF. And uh, Dan Stern is the uh, the chief of the the botanical gardens in beautiful Chapel Hill. And uh, the botanical gardens, if you've never gone there, describe them for us. Uh, we've got uh, ten acres of um, cultivated gardens featuring a lot of southeastern native plants, um, beautiful wildflowers, trees and shrubs that are from North Carolina and sort of this corner of Earth. Uh, spectacular. The garden also stewards about 1,200 acres of natural areas, uh, hiking trails in and around Chapel Hill. Uh, we've got a, about 80-acre parcel right outside of our deer fence where people can, you know, take a longer stroll and sort of soak in the um, Piedmont Forest. So a lot of great stuff to see. I'd mention, uh, you know, we've got a big plant sale coming up next weekend, um, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's uh, Saturday the 6th. Uh, we're also right in the midst of our springtime Twilight Thursdays, where the garden is open uh, till 7 p.m. in the evening, so allowing people to come by after work. A lot of weeks nice. we'll have food trucks or music. Anybody's uh, welcome to bring a picnic and enjoy it outside. Wow. Uh, it's a great time to come to the garden, uh, you know, and kind of do some <clears throat> decompression after the work day. Yeah, yeah, that that's perfect. Places to sit, and we got those fantastic pieces of sculpture work. Yeah, the, the, we'll get our annual sculpture show up uh, in September, um, featuring you know probably forty plus or minus North Carolina sculptors. Those pieces will be scattered throughout the garden, so a lot going on. And you have uh, uh, something special happening next weekend at the Botanical Garden. That's right. That's our spring plant sale. Uh, again, it's 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, our own uh, in-house nursery, along with uh, several other local native plant nurseries. Uh, going to be a wide variety of southeastern native plants. Um, really great way to sort of bring some of North Carolina's uh, fauna, flora and fauna uh, into your own backyard. Wow. Tell us about some of the plants that we might see. Yeah. Um, well, in addition to some spring wildflowers like columbine, spiderwort, uh, probably some phlox on display as well, uh, we're also going to have uh, you know some midsummer um, rubecchias and some fall asters. Um, as long as, as well as a bunch of uh, native trees and shrubs, um, we've got some uh, beautyberry. Um, we've got. Um, uh, probably a couple small, you know, understory trees available as well. I think when you say understory trees, I think of uh, is it the Carolina silver bell? Mm, that's a pretty one. That's yeah, a pretty we, one. you never see those. Rufus, do you have one of those? No, I don't. Have you ever sold those, Phil? Carolina silver bell. It has little white bell bell flowers on well, we it. We do the Japanese. It's the same. The is it the? Um, oh man, that it just escaped me. We've got one right behind the. Um, you would have failed at my doctor's yesterday. Yeah, would. Yeah, would. I've been taught. I've been selling these trees all week. Styrax. Styrax. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's different. They, they look different. like. They that, look like that. Yeah, that looks different. more like a uh, camellia bloom, doesn't it? The styrax. No, it's no. a little white bell. Oh, that's a bell too. Mm-hmm. It's also a bell. Yeah. Um, and you can get. There's a native. There's a Carolina styrax. Right. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one, that we've got a couple native ones, uh, Americana and uh, Grandifolia. Um, but, Mike, I think you're talking about the Halesia, uh, which is um, uh, Carolina um, Silverbell. There's a one up uh, mountain species. There's also another one that uh, does a little better down here in the Piedmont. I do see... Uh, I do see them available at some of the larger uh, sort of wholesale nurseries from time to time, but uh-huh. it's not real common. Yeah, right. yeah they they like the filtered filtered light, right, right, like a dogwood would. Although so many people plant them out in out in the middle of the yard, they get all that sun. They're not really happy. Although I think the the Coosa dogwood can take a little more sun than because the one. The one in my neighborhood that's so big is um, is almost in full sun, and it's it's just thriving right now. I love the Coosa dogwood, uh, but we we all need a silver bell. That's that's a nice thing. Rufus, uh, they may have have some flocks that you don't have at that sale. Well, that that is a a good question. I love flocks, tall flocks. I don't know how you beat it to get three crops a year if you. Keep it cut off. Just, just absolutely. I don't think you can kill it. No, it used to be powdery mildew, but I haven't seen any of that in a long time. Yeah, and there are a few varieties that are a little bit more resistant to that powdery mildew. But um, also, with you know, when you plant something like that, you, you know, almost instantly you get those little hummingbird moths. Mm-hmm. Um, clear wings, I think, is what they call them technically. Yeah. But um, they do look like a little miniature hummingbird just hovering on the, on the plant. So that's the thing about gardening with natives is that, you know, you're bringing not just beautiful flowers into your garden, but you get the wildlife coming that's, you know, kind of co-evolved with it and um, boom they find your place and um, really makes it fun to be out in the garden well you know phil was talking a moment ago about bluebirds it, it's amazing how people always say okay you got to find an old fence and stick it out there even at her old place she had one on the cabin there and now they're all over the place out at her her place it's just such a wonderful thing to see them and it's a wives tale but they won't come around people oh, well, yeah. they must like that- phil no, there's one. I put a new house um, on the post on my office porch, and they come in. You can see them real early in the morning. I, I mean, it's not even good, really light outside, but there's a light on the porch, and I can see the shadow of them. They'll mm. fly in, and they'll what go that? to their box. Mm-hmm. I, it is just great. I love it. Are you going to have uh, f- food trucks? Yes, Yes, I was going to just uh, touch base one more time about everything. Well, I haven't yeah. really talked about this. And you might see the bluebirds. Yes, too. you will see you it. We're going to have the uh, Tasty Tasty food truck. And they have, um, well, they usually have Mediterranean food, fresh. I mean, they'll have fresh Mediterranean food if you want those, the gyros, the um, chicken and beef today, and French fries. Um, and they're really good fries. But. Um, is that where you were having lunch today? Right? I'm also, having hot dogs out there. They're okay. also gonna. Uh, they're also gonna do hot dogs with all the trimmings: mustard, chili, slaw, onions. Uh, you said it right there. That's so, the roof, that's um, the Rufus dog. We're yeah. gonna have that today, and they're gonna be there um, every weekend through at least through Mother's Day, our open house. Yeah, and we'll uh, when, there, when is our next meeting with Phil? We'll, we'll be uh, we'll be out there in three weeks from today. three weeks. Is it three weeks? Well, no, two weeks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, week two, after next. two weeks. Right. It's the 13th. Yeah, two, yeah, two weeks, weeks from, two weeks from two today. Weeks. And then if I could just uh, say one more time, uh, Taylor, my granddaughter's having the um, the sale the um, for the Western wear, uh, not Western wear, but Western um, items. 
and it's out the address is 5832 carriage farm road raleigh 5832 carriage farm road raleigh but um if you could support her and find some good deals on some western uh type things for if you're riding horses and that sort of thing you're talking about saddles and right and bits and things things like that so it's not necessarily western it's it's yeah a lot of it's it could be riding horse related equestrian there you go equipment yeah you're good didn't you say you were going to a a a cowboy themed party i think i think there is a uh birthday party for my two-year-old grandson pfeiffer who i uh who i adore he and his brother uh, who's four so that's the Wild West that uh, we'll be It'll going to. Be Wild there, West. there he is right there. Yeah. Oh, He's, yeah. yeah. He looks like sweet Melissa when yes, she was does. little. Yeah. So. But he's, uh, he's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but uh, we've, we've got lots of plants, um, and we're just appreciative for all the customers that have been out. Uh, we've had a really good spring so far. It seems like it should be more than just coming up on the 1st of May. I know. Uh, I can't believe it's not may yet um and um reports are that uh, i got yesterday from my plug grower that's in mason west virginia and also does for your pansies he also does finished product after the plug season Uh uh, and he said that he's taking uh tractor trailer loads to a grow to a person that has a garden center out from chattanooga tennessee and he said that it's just uh, he's never sold plants like this before, and it's it's been that way for us, and we're just very appreciative. Yeah, lots of people. If the pandemic, it started with the pandemic. That's people right. were at home, and they that's exactly plants, right. plants, 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 and they realized that they it's not that hard to garden. Right, it really is not. And not there's some some vegetables that are very very easy to grow. Not right. tomatoes, but right and you can have your own yeah i mean i i've had really good luck with tomatoes in containers yeah yeah so i you know you just have to are you talking careful. about those real tall containers that now, you have I've, I've actually well i've got some of those and i always have a, uh, one of my sun golds in that it's where the roots can't reach the the ground that's exactly right yeah and that's, then they don't have then they way. don't have any soil borne problems right. right you put and i just add black cow to mine every year is the um, I'm, I'm trying the Granville wilt is that airborne or soil born born? I am not sure. Rufus? I know the tobacco air airborne I think, air. and the okay. tobacco <clears throat> makes it. I think you yeah, yeah I think air. it is too. Well, t- Phil, I think y'all are telling about a lot of people think that impatience after growing the shade. Right. The, you've got a, a brand called Sun Patient I've had for years, and okay. it seems like the more sun you give them, the more they like it. And there's one over there you brought in that looks like well, a carnation. Well, this is a this is a double impatience, and it really this one would have to have a little more shade, right? Because it's more of a, a Wallerania type. Describe right. that. It looks kind of like a little it, it carnation looks, it, rose. Yeah. Oh, it looks more like a rose, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And um, we have these in about five colors, five or six colors, and they're great little gifts. Uh, it's a double uh, double impatience, and then. Um, we didn't carry these for a few years because of the um, disease. Downy with the, mildew. With the Wallerania impatience. Yes. So does this come back? or is Yes. It? It, no, it's doing – they've got – they have so bred not impatience now that are that are resistant to the downy mildew. So that's what yeah. that's what they're doing now. 
is there is there native native uh, salvia? Yes, there yeah. should be. Oh yeah. Lord, I just yes. wondered. Are you? Do you think y'all will have a type? Any types of salvia? Yeah, there's a salvia li- salvia lyrata, which is uh, you know I, I think a pretty compelling um, native that kind of does what ajuga does in terms of a ground cover. It's blooming oh. right now. Blooming uh, sort of pairs nicely with uh, one of our little lower growing coreopsis. So you get this sort of like lavender and pink, uh, lavender and yellow combination. Really spectacular. So, uh, lyre leaf sage. Uh, I don't know that we'll have it at the spring plant sale. I do know some of the nurseries in the area are carrying it. I just heard somebody talking about deep roots natives in uh, Durham having a bunch of salvia lyrata. Salvia lyrata. <clears throat> mm-hmm. okay. Lyre leaf sage. Does that like full sun? It'll take full sun to part shade. Hmm. Give, yeah. me, give me hot lips any day. <laughs> what, what, that is so beautiful. Yeah. Is that a salvia? Yes. Oh, the, the red salvia? The red, red with a red. little, little lip. Little. <laughs> NC State. <clears throat> yeah, red. but it's got a little white dot in it called hot There lips. is no Carolina blue salvia, is there? Now, what I want mm-hmm. to ask Phil, when are you going to get the milkweed? <laughs> the milkweed, we have some growing. It just has to get warmer. You know, it's going to be for all of you with tomatoes and that sort of thing. Um, it's not that they're going to freeze. They just don't like the cooler weather. And it's going to be 44 Wednesday night. I know you don't want to hear me say it. I know you're tired of hearing it, but it's the truth, and we have to be careful about things. Mm-hmm. I've got good burlap, a lot of burlap. <laughs> well, now, let me ask this, Dad. Milkweed, when I grew up on the farm, that was just what we call milkweed, you Snap a leaf off, and the milky white thing would mm-hmm. come out. I assume that's the native wild milkweed. Yeah, we have uh, we have many different species of native wild, um, but probably the one that uh, is most common has like a big seed pod that looks like it almost has like uh, kind of fleshy spines on it. Um, uh, and that gets pink flowers. It's a tall perennial, um, so in a big, thick stalks. So that's probably the one that most people are familiar with. But we've got smaller ones. Uh, butterfly milkweed is something that uh, is sort of low-growing, more compact, bright orange flowers. Swamp milkweed, um, you know, kind of intermediary. It likes it a little moist, and they get pink flowers. So there are a lot of different species, and I'm sure we'll have some of those. Now, the pasture, when I grew up, was full of them. Right, right. And that would be about uh, maybe no more than than two and a half, three feet tall. Uh, And speaking of swamp, while I've got you both here, I've got the the most invasive, invasive plant that I think is beautiful in the fall. And I've always done it as swamp swamp daisy or, or swamp sunflower. And it will grow to about seven or eight feet tall, bright yellow in the mm-hmm. fall of the year, fall mm-hmm. over, but so invasive. And the only thing I know to do is, is to pull it out, pull it out, and leave one clump. But it, what am I, am I calling it the wrong thing, Phil? The swamp sunflower. Yeah, that's, it, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 It's, I think it's beautiful in the fall, but I assume that I can cut it off, cut it down when it gets me about waist high. So it won't fall over so much. Yeah, that's usually the way yeah. we treat it at the garden is, you know, cut it down, um, you know, midsummer and then let it branch out. And But it sure is invasive. They're seedy, but um, they're, they're, they're only going to spread where it's real sunny, open, and moist. Um, you well, know, uh, yeah, I got that's it. probably your whole yard, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of shade. I got a lot of shade, but yeah. where it is, is uh, it's, it's, it's very invasive. 
but I love it. Yeah. You have a lot of inv- you talk a lot about invasive plants in your landscape. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's one that's one that I would call ag- aggressive, maybe even thuggish, but not invasive because it is a southeast southeastern native. That's never been thuggish. Never been used on this show that term. Thuggish? Thuggish. Thuggish. Some of the kind of people you used to deal with yeah. in the attorney generals. <laughs> oh my Roll. goodness. So, all right. Well, 919-860-9783. We're running out of time. We only have a half hour left in, out of three hours. Mm. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. It's 1027. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Mike Rayley here along with Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery, Rufus Edmonston, a former Attorney General and Secretary of State, and currently the uh, Secretary General of, of Gardening in North Carolina. He was also uh, a uh, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee for you historians. Uh, Dan Stern is uh, chief of the uh, executive in charge, I guess, of the Botanical Gardens in Chapel Hill. And y'all are having a big plant sale next week. Dan, tell us about that again. Yeah, that's right, Mike. Uh, we're having a plant, our annual spring plant sale from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. next Saturday, May 6th. Uh, featuring a lot of great uh, southeastern native plants, uh, herbaceous perennials, shrubs, and trees. Uh, our own nursery, as well as several other local nurseries that specialize in southeastern natives, will have uh, overflow parking for folks down Mason Farm Road on the Finley Athletic Fields and a shuttle bus running continuous loops to get people up to the garden, yeah. do their shopping, and um, back safely to their cars. We'll also have a bunch of environmental organizations kind of there for a, uh, an exhibitor's fair. So It'll be a fun atmosphere. Weather looks like it'll be nice. Great opportunity to come out and um, pick up some great native plants and start gardening at home in a way that's going to attract some wildlife to your backyard. It may be the only weekend this spring we don't get any rain. <laughs> Hope springs eternal, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Check your weather forecast because we could get about an inch of rain tomorrow. Yep, so yeah, what they're saying. So. And next week and is storms. I mean, they're and, saying and some storms. And, uh, Although I didn't hail. see any storms yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? They missed day, us yesterday. Day before, there yeah. were some really wicked looking yeah, clouds. Yeah, it was north about of us. Six, about six o'clock. Yeah. And they were like out towards, yeah, like Wendell Zebulon area from oh, our house. Oh, okay. Whoa, they were look. They yeah. were looking pretty bad. Yeah, we got some rain, but we didn't. Yeah. We didn't get the. Uh, they got the lightning and that sort of thing. Thelma was talking about dealing with Bermuda and fescue. There is a product called Ornamec. Are you all familiar with that? No. Ornamec Ornamec is basically fusillade. And that's a chemical I've heard about uh, for years. Um, But Ornamec is highly selective post-emergent herbicide that will kill Bermuda grass and leave your fescue alone. Hmm. So I don't. I haven't run across Ornamac. I don't know if uh, the folks in in Durham, where Thomas from, have that. I'm I'm not sure who carries that, but it's called Ornamac, and that's the I just Googled. And uh, active ingredient is known as Flusaflop. Flusaf Flusafop. 
spill that backwards. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I've run across that word before, but <laughs> why why would anybody name name a chemical that? Why I mean I just just doesn't. But it's catchy. I guess you'll remember it. But at any rate, I hope that that helps. I'm still having trouble finding the um, the other product that I was thinking of, but Ornamec is what uh, what I am finding, Thelma, so you can look for that and talk to your retailer about that, too, and, and maybe you'll find uh, somebody who knows how to garden uh, who, can, who has used it before. Uh, every time you buy black cow, and Phil was talking about using it in her tomatoes and the containers, you know, you're helping the environment. Their process really helps to repurpose manure, and it's environmentally friendly and beneficial for your garden and lawn, and black cow contains up to 10 times more nutrients and microbes than garden soils, and it helps to retain moisture, too. Your lawn, your flower beds, and vegetable gardens will be off to a great start with black cow. Everything grows better with sun, water, and for black cow. And when you're out there planting, uh, you worry about the roots of your plants because they can they can be quite expensive uh, to replace. So you want to prevent the voles from getting into it. A good way to do that is with Permatil Volblog. Now, the roots of, of – uh, this has happened to me several times, and sometimes I can prop the plant up and stake it. And it will uh, con- it still has enough of a root system. It will continue to grow and and thrive. But wow, if you want to lose a plant that you've paid a hundred dollars for or fifty bucks or whatever, then uh, just try a little native pine vole at some point or a family of them. Voles are persistent. They're snub-nosed rodents that uh, live underground and feed on roots year-round. And the most effective way to keep voles out is Permatil's Volblock Barrier. For over 30 years, Permatil Volblock has been used to exclude voles and improve the soil. Permatil is used by botanical gardens, landscapers, nurseries, and home gardeners. Follow the Permatil Volblock guidelines on permatil.com or volblock.com. You kind of have to make a moat around the plant, so follow those directions. Permatil, sold at independent garden centers and select bulk distributors. Permatil.com. Paul is in Wake Forest. Uh, by the way, uh, Roy in Raleigh won the tickets to the zoo, so congratulations, Roy, for that. Have a great time. Paul, uh, how are you today? I'm doing great, and uh, you just talked about black cow. Yeah, boy. I won a hat cup i was i'm using my two degrees from campbell <laughs> i was what something like the ninth car oh i'm so uh so you're trying to win the zoo tickets too i wish i had some more i'd give them to you paul but i, I don't have any more uh and i went by uh your station i know you're there six days a week yeah but not all day. Huh? But not all day, thank goodness. Yeah, and I don't drive, so yeah. I had a friend that brought me by. So I'm wearing, I'm outside smoking a cigarette, drinking coffee, 
and wearing my black cow hat. All right. Was that outside the station, or are you doing that right? <laughs> are you doing that right now? I'm out on my deck. Okay, well, that's right. good. Well, good for you. They are nice hats and and t-shirts and things, aren't mm-hmm. they? Oh yeah, uh huh. That's right. I can't wear my t-shirt. I'm very cold natured. Yeah, I am too. Where are you gonna be next weekend? I'll be uh, either in Nice or Monaco. Uh, on a trip out of the country. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll be out of the country for a couple of weeks. Tom Campbell will be here. Hall of Fame Tom Campbell will be here uh, along with Rufus and and Phil, and well, and we'll be in the Campbell studio. University, I think his granddaddy was president. One of the one of the founders, absolutely, Paul. Tom's yeah. Tom's grandfather. Yeah, I don't know if it was his great. Was it his great grandfather or? It goes way back, but uh, at any rate, yeah, the Campbells, that's the same Campbell. But uh, uh, he will be here. Tom will be here. And uh, the next week after that, we'll be at at Campbell Road Nursery, Paul. Hey, there you go. So is that the 12th? 13th. 13th. Yeah. Okay. Saturday the 13th, we'll have open house. Yeah. So uh, the show will be in the studio next week. There you go. Well, well, have a fun time, friend. All right. Don't let anybody steal that hat and T-shirt. No. <laughs> all right. Well, have a great day, my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Sarah is in Holly Springs. Sarah, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning to all of you wonderful experts that are <laughs> keeping me busy this morning. Good morning, Sarah. <laughs> um, I have two quick questions. I am blessed. I have some nice... Uh, uh, natural area i am blessed with i think the right word is silt grass <laughs> oh yes i know that's yeah. a contentious <laughs> plant to bring up i'm sorry well that's... that respond to uh pre-emergent if i get it out at the right time i i, I don't think so I, I i don't know we'll see we'll see because i put some pre-emergence out in an area that i don't have any plants i don't know why there's no i think because the cable that we used to have for television used to go through there and so i didn't plant anything and you know the grasses different types of grasses are growing up in there and one of them is still grass and so uh, we'll, we'll see how that works which is, which is in the brown stage right now not not bloomed out and that's what you're asking about i'm sure yeah yeah, yeah. okay all right well will i didn't know when you all would know for sure or not, because I'd be willing to uh, pay the price for the pre-emergent if it would take care of that, and I don't have to put uh, Roundup-type. Well, are there any other weeds in that area that you could... Oh, uh, yes. Okay, well, you could take care of, maybe take care of, of all of it Yeah. Well, with I have uh, pre-emergence. But, but read, sure. it, when you go to, to buy this, read the label, and it will mention, I assume it will say stilt grass. Is there another hmm, name that okay. might be on the bag? Still yeah, grass. Sure. I'll look at that. I've got a bag on hand. I'll see if it. Yeah, see if it mentions stilt grass or or grasses. Now I don't know if it's really a grass because yeah, you know they're. <laughs> yeah, it is. It can and, you know just know that a lot of times that has a seed bank in the soil that you know can last for you know five to seven years. So you may if it, if the pre-emergent is effective this year, you may need to do some reapplication right. next fall. Or next spring to you know continue to keep it from coming up. Right, I had heard that it would stay in 
been active for that many years, about five years, so I'll have to do it more than once. One other quick question. My beauty bush is coming out nicely, but also very happy around the root system or the very lower base that goes into the ground with uh, shoots, uh, whatever, suckers or whatever. Will that respond, will the suckers respond and not kill the bush if I put weed killer on those suckers? No. Oh, no, Lord, don't it'll, do that. It'll kill your bush. Yeah, it'll. <laughs> Just need to keep them cut back. Say la vie. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, Goes yeah. all, all, all the Beauty berries are bad for that. <laughs> yes, they are. I've got one doing the same thing. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it or not. But anyway, I wanted to give it a chance if it would respond to that i'd be glad to do it but i didn't yeah. think it would but i knew you folks would yeah. answer, so. yeah, it's, uh, thank you very much I've enjoyed thank you sarah always. give our best to everybody in holly springs would you oh my there'll be a lot of put a sign on your front door <laughs> listen to the weekend gardener i can do that all right so thank you you have a good trip uh come thank back. you I, I hope we will be safe and thank come back you. to us yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Tom, back, Mike. Tom back. will unexpectedly be doing the show uh, for a long time. But thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye now. You too, Phil. Uh-huh, you too. Take care. Right, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Uh-huh, see you soon. Beauty berries. Now, that's something that uh, is part of the plant sale next week. Yeah, I know we are going to have some of the uh, some beauty berries. That was our wildflower of the year last year. Uh, really great uh, native shrub from down in eastern North Carolina along the coast, but it does really well here in the Piedmont. It can be a little seedy, or as we said earlier, maybe a little thuggish, but <laughs> great wildlife plant, yeah. uh, you know, and it's got these um, uh, kind of electric lavender flowers uh, in, you know, kind of early summer, then ripen into these like vibrant purple fruits mm-hmm. in the fall. I think uh, we were talking earlier about uh, groundhogs. Rufus mentioned having a groundhog uh, in, the, in the swamp, right? Yeah. I think last yeah. fall we found some groundhogs clambering up in the branches of uh, um, beautyberry, uh, trying to get the fruit once it was ferments, starts wow. fermenting, they that? must know something. <laughs> Climbing groundhog? Climbing groundhog. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. That may be a new species <laughs> that y'all discovered there. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, was, it just really seemed to be, you know, in hog heaven on this beautyberry. <laughs> <laughs> groundhog, yes. Yeah. Uh. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Whistle, whistle pig. Whistle pigs. Is that what you walk out in the yard and do? <laughs> yeah, that's pig. what we call them, whistle pigs. <laughs> All right. Stephen is in Raleigh. Stephen, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, good morning. Um, I need some help with a little crepe myrtle dilemma. I got a couple, I've got a mature, well, semi mature crepe myrtle. So a couple of years ago, I clipped just the. Uh, dried flower pods off the kits to encourage new growth and more flowers. So every time you clip a branch, you end up with six or eight new branches Mm -hmm. off of that. So the next year, rather than clipping all those, I went down about an inch or two and just made one cut. And I'm afraid at some point I'm going to be accused of crepe murder if i continue doing that so what should i just quit trimming them back it's going to be to clip all those little new growth every year it's just going to be too much because i have to do it with a pole pruner up on a step ladder 
And if you get caught with crank yeah. murder, Rufus will not defend right. you. You cannot well, hire I, him to defend I, I, you. I, I, uh, we'll let the experts here talk, but you're you're not guilty of crank murder if you don't go more down than a fourth. <laughs> if you go well, if you go more than a fourth down, it's crank murder. Are you so talking about the tops? Uh, tops from of the, the top, yeah. The camp, top of the canopy. Yeah. So you, you can. That that's my standard in, prune, in, huh? in the law. But so so you got a lot more to go. So you're just cutting seed pods off, right? Yeah, that was the original. Well, but the but the problem with that is just exactly what you said. Every time you cut anything on that tree, you're going to have about five or six or seven branches. And might I add that there'll probably be weaker branches because they're coming out all at one place almost. I mean, you know, and they're just this cluster of them. So, yeah. you know, what what do you think there, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think you get those, um, they get bunched together. You get weak kind of branching angles. Um, and, you know, you could thin the herd, so to speak, but then you're just doing even more pruning. So, yeah, I, I don't know that you're doing yourself any favors there. Somebody in my neighborhood cut their crepe myrtle and it was a large crepe myrtle and so uh, the diameter the diameter of the trunk was probably uh, a foot oh and then the limbs were pretty thick they cut them so all they're going to gather these little patches Mm -hmm. of Spindly looking yeah. stems. Right. In so, the summer. Yeah, I would just not cut it anymore. I would let it try to heal from what, you know, yeah. from the cutting before. Those little um, seed pods, they're, they're going to go away. They're not going to hurt a thing. I mean, if you don't like the way they look, you know, at some point you may just have to get rid of your crepe myrtle. But, <laughs> well, I mean, because that, they're going to be there. You won't be able to do it. <clears throat> they're going to be there. You can't get rid of a, t- a crepe myrtle. That's true. They, they'll come up from everywhere. Yeah, they're just no, pretty tough. I yeah. love the tree. So, I do, too. You know, I think I'll just leave them. And one other quick question. If I was going to pot some tomatoes, how big a pot do I need? Rufus, I, you're the pot king. Well, it, it, uh I put it this way: the bigger, the better. At least a fifteen gallon, fifteen to twenty, or twenty-five gallon. That's pretty big. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's containers, not. But you can get. Yeah, you don't have to get anything fancy. You can just use the black, the big black pots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Somebody like White Quarles has those. Yeah. And do I need more? I need more than one plant for pollination. Is that right? No. Not really. Mm. Not on tomatoes. Right. Okay. Good. Well, thank well, you. But you need more for just your personal satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to have determinate and indeterminate, which is the story of my life. <laughs> just. I may just keep going to the farmer's market. So. Uh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Thank take you very care. much for calling us, Stephen. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we'll take a break, and we'll be back with J.C. Knowles. Oh, good. The Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back. It's 1054. You know, while this can be one of the prettiest times in the triangle, it can also be one of the most infuriating times when deer and rabbits munch on your plants in your garden. Nothing is more infuriating than waiting 
all winter to plants uh, for plants to bloom only to have the flowers devoured by hungry deer and so disappointing when bunnies eat the tender foliage of newly emerging perennials don't let that happen to you protect your garden with i must garden repellents i must garden repellents are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils and will keep the deer and rabbits from eating your flowers and plants i must garden repellents are simple to use long lasting and don't need to be reapplied after every rain and they're available as sprays granular and money-saving concentrates i must garden repellents are made right here in the triangle and are sold at most garden centers and hardware stores you'll find them at Westlake Ace Hardware Stores, Town and Country Hardware Stores, and of course at Campbell Road Nursery. And while you're there, be sure to check out all the I Must Garden repellents for molds, voles, squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Don't wait for your garden to be ruined. <coughs> Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from I Must Garden. It's 1055, and all the pollen we've had, we're still getting pollen out there and it's uh, hitting everything including your your vehicle it's getting in your vehicle all over the place king's auto service can give you a spring checkup items that uh, need to be checked include well, wiper blades of course you need to get those changed occasionally and uh, they probably took plenty of abuse during the winter and the early spring and uh, the cabin air filters that's where a lot of pollen is which uh, keeps that pollen out of the inside of your car has to be changed. So during your spring checkup, make sure your AC is ready for the upcoming hot weather. They can uh, tune that up or just about anything on your car. For those of you currently driving a hybrid vehicle, uh, they have certified hybrid technicians at King's and ready to diagnose and give you available options for a high voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer will charge for that replacement. This usually occurs around 150,000 miles, so call King's on Monday to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service, easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Uh, we'll end the show with J.C. Knowles. J.C., how are you, my friend? we got about uh, two and a half minutes. All right, good. Uh, just qu- very quickly say hello to Rufus, you, and Phil. And uh, and uh, Dan Stern, the head of the Botanical Gardens, is with us today. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, I've been out there several times, and a uh, uh, great place. It is indeed. Thank you, J.C. And I want to mention, next, you know, Apex is celebrating our 150th anniversary. Wow. And, uh, next and you haven't been there the whole time, have you? Weekend. On Friday, the Apex Methodist Church is having their annual barbecue festival. And then Saturday morning, the Rotary Club is having their big pancake breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the day, it's going to be fun all over the town. Wow. Are you going to tell jokes, J.C., as part of the entertainment? Oh, uh, well, I might be. I'll be at the pancake breakfast. <laughs> I've been there, J.C. Me too. <laughs> And I'm looking forward to Tom's program next week. Yeah. I want to hear about his trip to France. Maybe I can share with him uh, when I was in La Police, France, at the end of World War II. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's going to be great. I look forward to Tom Campbell being and here. also on the 13th, I'm planning on getting somebody to take me up to uh, Phil's uh, 
open aisle. All right. All right. Thank you weeks. so much. JC, we got about a minute for a joke. All right, quickly, uh, this lady after the service went up to a preacher crying, and the preacher said, Betty, what in the world is wrong? She said, oh, I've got terrible news, Pastor. My husband died last night. He said, oh, I am so sorry. said, uh, well, Betty, did he leave a last request? She said, yes. He said, uh, Betty, Betty, for God's sakes, please put down the gun. (laughs) (laughs) J.C., Lord. Y'all have a good night. All right. All right, All right, J.C. All right. The violent J.C. Knowles is just on with us. Uh, Dan, uh, tell us uh, quickly about your plant sale. we got about 15 seconds. Sure. Next Saturday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can learn more at ncbg.unc.edu. And you got uh, food trucks food out truck of pl- today Campbell Road Nursery today. Lots of plants. The address? Uh, 2804 Campbell Road, Raleigh. All right. Be the person your dog thinks you are. All right, Brother Rufus. <laughs> We'll see you in uh, two or three, two weeks, I guess it is. Yeah. We'll see you in two weeks. Hey, uh, Tom Campbell's going to be here next week uh, hosting, and uh, Rufus and Phil will be here also on the Weekend Gardener. God love you. We'll see you later. Two we can weeks. handle it. Be safe. Two weeks, two weeks.